Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello and welcome. This is Claudette and with me today I have Whitney, Kathleen and Catherine. Uh, We are missing our sister only for today, Sarah. And we're going to talk about expressions of love. And this covers a pretty large territory. How you love yourself, how you love others, What are your perceptions of how you should be loved, right? What are your expectations? Or how do you expect to love another? And we're going to open this up today for different points of view, because we all come to the table with different ideas, different points of view. This is one reason why I absolutely love working with my Fab Five sisters. And from my perspective, love is something that first starts within us because the whole world is a mirror. And so to the degree that I love myself and accept myself, I'm willing to love and accept others. To the degree that I have grace and mercy and forgiveness for myself, I have that for others. But I can remember a time when I was disappointed all the time because no one could ever measure up to how I desired to be loved. It was like I was always setting these expectations and they were never being met. And then I would look at myself and go, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be loved? I had all those questions going on and it was my own little form of torture. You know, it was like, I just could never, you know, feel full and loved. And it wasn't until I began to seek love within my being first. And I remember an exercise that I did. I looked in the mirror and I said to myself seven times for seven days, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And the first day it was silly. The second day I started to cry. The third day I was like, oh my gosh, there's more in me that needs truth and freedom because I don't love every part of myself. The fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, by the seventh day, I felt a love rising up within me. And then I began to love the world. I began to love others. I began to see everyone with, you know, with through the lens of love. So I'm going to open up this conversation because I am 100% sure that we're going to have all different types of angles here. Who wants to go first? Claudia, I love how you said that you um, didn't love yourself and it was, you were reflecting inwardly. And when all of those experiences that I had with the multiple relationships that were just divinely driven, not. (laughs) 
Um, I would, by the time I would get done with each of those experiences, I'd be like, what is wrong with these guys? Why they're all jerks, you know, how come they can't just see what they need to do? And why do they have to be so manipulative and controlling? And then, you know, like, so I was projecting outwardly where you were projecting inwardly. And I did often say, what is wrong with me? Why am I choosing these kind of people? <laughs> and yet really what, what it all comes back to is exactly what you said is that I didn't love myself enough to choose the people who were in alignment with my soul's love, not my love of self. And so, you know, as we're coming up upon February 14th, Valentine's day, you know, we all, not we all, but I would say at some point in our lives, we all have looked for others to fulfill our desire of what we feel that they should be doing to love us. And especially with the Hallmark, Hallmark, you know, and I say Hallmark, not with disrespect to Hallmark, but it is a Hallmark holiday. It's like they're all Hallmark holidays these days because society has created this marketing drive. So where people will buy more cards, buy more chocolate, spend, you know, go to dinner. And there's this expectation that we hold for with our partners. Now, some of us are not in partnership right now with a, a loved one or a beloved, but with those who are in partnership, I might invite you to think about how you're expecting your loved one to show up on Valentine's Day without communicating with them how you expect or want to be treated. And so I invite you to think about that now because it opens up the possibility of you actually having a conversation about, you know, what I would really enjoy on Valentine's Day would be to spend the night with you alone, to light a candle, to cook a dinner together, to, you know, it's not about going out and buying a card and a dozen of roses and taking you out to dinner because the world is doing that. It's about what feels right for you and how you want to love yourself. And then in response, love others, love your beloved as well, because I'm already visualizing and, you know, envisioning that I might have a date by then. Who knows? <laughs> I have no prospects, but hello, anyone out there? The way that you were just <laughs> describing the date, I'm like, I want that date. Just yeah. lay around, light some candles. <laughs> Let's keep visualizing this, Kathleen. <laughs> and then feel what it's like to feel the love of self and then feel the love between you and your partner. And I also invite you, if you don't have a partner, it doesn't have to depend on your partner. Treat yourself with the love that you're expecting or wanting from others, because that's how you're going to get it. The expert not having it in my life right now. Just... I love that. No, I love it. I love it's that like what, you know, treat yourself with that love. I love that because really, if life is just a mirror of who we are and what we are, right? We have to kind of pay attention to that and go, what am I experiencing? And do I treat myself any better than that? Right? That's very interesting. I love it. It's certainly something to look at. It's like, you know, for me, like there's a saying, like, you can't love other people until you love yourself. And like, I understand 
that. And I also understand the feeling of like, it's easier to love other people than myself too. And like, for me, self-love is a journey. It's like with all of us, I am so committed and then I fall off. I am committed and I fall off. And like, there's different types of self-love, right? It's like, there's a lot of pressure around you can't love your love anyone else until you love yourself. It's just, I don't personally, my belief is it's not that black and white like that. And it's super important to love yourself. It's super important to take care of yourself and give yourself, you know, these expressions of love. And then I do believe it's like way uh, better to then give love when you're like putting yourself at the top. I can remember back in the day, like, having some like real codependence things where I would like, it was so much easier for me to like show other people love to the extent where I'm like putting things that I want on the back burner and like really taking care of my best friend or my boyfriend or whoever it was at the time. And really like, and it was codependent because I was putting like all my stuff on the back burner. So I have gone through like a transition of like, you know, there was codependence and like, you know, really easy to like love other people first. And it like, there was a part that like felt good about that. And I was doing that because I also had a lot of healing to do myself because I I was looking for that love and connection as my top value, you know, my top human need above like, any of the other things like, like growth and, and things like that, where growth is like, like this year, 2022, it's like growth and then love and connection for me, growth and then love and connection. We talk about the human needs, growth and, you know, love and connection are two of the six. And so for me, I put growth first because I must take care of me first, you know, love and connection being first often keeps me from sometimes having difficult conversations and, and lower boundaries and things like that. And so like the last couple of years, it's been like love for myself and boundaries has been a big part because otherwise I'm falling into, I'm taking care of you before me, which I tend to find a little easier. (laughs) And I'm constantly working on the love, love thyself. There's so many beautiful ways to do that. And when I'm doing that and I'm consistent, I feel more alive, more empowered, like just like I can handle anything when I'm really taking care of myself intentionally, like every day in specific ways. Like I know the exact things I need to do to like really feel that connection because loving ourselves is about connecting with ourselves. One of the things I love about fitness and, and there's like, you know, like I know Claudette, you do it, but you don't love it. But like, we've had these conversations. Like one of the things I'm so grateful for about fitness is I feel so connected. I actually don't not love it. I'm going to correct that. I don't, oh, you don't love I'm it. sorry to put you into that. <laughs> you said I, you don't love to work out before. No, you do no, it, you don't love I'm, it. I'm not like a fitness, like I don't love it to the degree you do, but I actually love it. Like I go in okay. And I go, my body is the temple of the living God and all power flows through me now. Like it's that type of challenge for me. So it's like a spiritual experience. It's just, I would start a fitness center 
like you, you know, your passion is that, that probably yeah. wouldn't be my passion, but yes. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Thank you for not allowing me to put you in some false frame that you don't like working out. She likes working out everybody and she's loving it even more now. And it really is a spiritual connection, Claudette, right? Like what I was just about to jump into is like self-love is just like another word for like self-connection. And, and one way for me, like fitness, like one of the things I love about it is I feel connected to myself. I can even like that last rep, I'm like, you know, like that scream comes out, but like it's connection to body. You can feel that little bit of pain, or you can feel that, like that, that heavy breath coming on, or when you're doing sit-ups, like your core, just connecting to like your top extremities, your bottom extremity. Like it's just, there's so much connection there. And and certainly fitness is one way of of self-love feeding our bodies, delicious foods, like meditating, like journaling, like just really being in touch with like where you are inside. I mean, these are all forms of like connecting with self and self-love. And like, those are kind of my top things that really help me show myself love and connect with myself in a beautiful way. I love that. Love comes from different angles, right? It comes from different we're talking about love from the soul. We're talking about love for the body. We're talking about that. Whitney, go ahead. Now I'll say you guys are so spot on. I think when, I think it was Kathleen in particular talking and, and some thoughts popped up in my head about romantic love. And, and we're talking about all kinds of love here, but I'm married. And it doesn't get to be exactly the way you want it all the time either, right? So I have to say, the one and only on this (laughs) podcast right now is married with a partner. (laughs) But it doesn't always turn out that way, right? You mentioned Hallmark is a Hallmark holiday. We get our notion of what love is supposed to look like from Hollywood. And it's not necessarily that that's the way love looks. And ultimately, my belief is that instead of looking outside of yourself, your relationship, whether it's your love for self or it's the love for your partner or with your partner, that you have to stop looking externally for what it's supposed to be right? You can learn some things. You can learn some things about how you shouldn't be treated and how you want to feel when you are treated well, right? But to have like relationship goals or that love needs to look any particular way, otherwise it's not love, you will find yourself disappointed a lot, right? Because you've got expectations of what it's supposed to be. And that's relationship to relationship. So I've had some relationships prior to my current marriage that were, had moments that were good, right? And you take things from that, but they didn't last for whatever reasons they didn't last. And so I had to take the time to explore what that was and the question about what am I bringing to me? What am I allowing? What, you know, not having boundaries are all things that I had to take some time and work through in the 
I don't know, 20 or so years that I was single from the last marriage to the current marriage. And even some things that worked before, they don't work for my current husband, right? He's not my last husband. So I can't expect him to necessarily do the things that the last husband did or some prior boyfriend or or anything like that. I have to work within who he is, what his values are, what he respects while he's doing the same for me so that we find our way together for what that love looks like and how it's expressed between us. And so, you know, we do things that I never would have done with the first husband or ever did with boyfriends. And, um, and there are things that are left in the past, <laughs> things that are better left in the past, right? So the bottom line- Do you line want to is, give us an example with I do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. No, no, I can't. I'm no, teasing. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I was just joking. You know, one, I'm a different person now, right? When I was married the first time, I was in my early 20s. When Michael and I got married, I was in my late 40s, right? I, it was yeah, the year before I turned 50 when we got married. So I was a totally different person. And the way I see the world is informed by all the experiences I had from the first time to the second time. So being someone who, one, understood boundaries, right? I didn't really understand boundaries then. And I was really quick to just cut people off without any real level of curiosity about why they did what they did, understanding how how they grew up, influence who they are, extending some grace and willingness to have conversations. So that's not something that I really did previously. If you did something that, you know, set me off, um, while I say I didn't really have boundaries, I, I, I didn't have boundaries because it was I guess in some sense, they were boundaries, because if you did something, I was just like, I'm out of here, right? Now, it is boundaries that are informed from not a, you can't do this thing, to we've decided that this is how we're going to comport ourselves, and not necessarily just this is all about me and the way I think this should be, which is pretty much how I behaved previously. And probably Michael would say in the early part of our marriage, I was still um, operating sort of from a, this is all about me. And if this doesn't fit my vision for what this is supposed to be, I've got problems with you. And we've come to a place where we've had conversations, continue to have conversations because I'm not the person that I was, you know, that we got married 10 years ago and have been together 12. So it is it, it this time around, and this is our second time around, right? And so the, the proof of how I've changed is that when we first met, I was 17. And 
he did whatever he did. He tells the story differently, but I say he did whatever he did. And I'm like, I'm out of here, right? And he continued to pursue me even though, and he was halfway across the world or across the world. And I was like, yeah, you, you had your chance. I'm moving on. And that isn't exactly the, the place that I sit now because I understand him as a whole person rather than discreet, a discreet act, right? So I probably skirted around your issue, but there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, your question. Well, you know what? Here's another thing. I mean, people talk about loving unconditionally, right? We talk about unconditional love. We do. And what does that mean? Well, of course, you're, you know, we don't allow certain behaviors. So I would say to weigh it like this, if, if a behavior causes you to, to not show up fully, right, in a relationship, then we have to pay attention to who am I in the presence of this person, right? How comfortable and safe do I feel showing up fully in the presence of this person? But at the same time, there's a, there's a balance with that to where we have to give people the ability to be free. We all want to feel free, even in a relationship. We want, we don't want to feel tied down and drop the preconceived ideas of how someone is supposed to be and allow them to be. And then we can say, is this a match or not? Does this work for me or not? And, and we expect a lot out of other people in a relationship. You know, Hallmark, I mean, the couple always meets and then they about break up. I mean, I got to watch like 20 of these with my mom over Christmas, you know, and, and she's like, oh my gosh, I wonder if they're going to get back together. I'm like, I wonder, of like, course you know, they are, right? uh, you know, seriously, <laughs> and of course they do. And then it's that last kiss. Oh my God. I've realized the error of my ways even saved the situation you know and we get get started with walt disney when we're like young young and that's very true right right? we're primed to (laughs) see it as some you know singing violins and it's supposed to be that (laughs) all the time and yes it can be that it still is that but every day i am reminding myself and I'm admitting that I'm reminded, but there's one of my affirmations every day. I say, I am in love with my husband. I am in love with my life. I am in love with myself, right? It's part of the affirmations that I'm saying. I'm, I'm telling myself there because there are, when people are doing things, whether it's romantic or platonic, right? When people, it's just a relationship thing. When people are doing things that irritate you, that go against, the gray of how you think things should be, it's easy to keep that always at the forefront of your mind, right? And I'm going to agree with you. I'm not ever talking about abuse or right. being mistreated, right? That That's right. not part of it. But people are going to do things that set you off. And if all you do is focus on that part, it's easy to then start to see my relationship is not good. It's bad because that's where your mind is focused rather than being grateful for the good stuff and then working with someone 
to help them move something in a different direction. So here's a here. Let me give you this like real quick example about this. The kitchen. So we have different styles about how things should be in the kitchen and how it should be cleaned and how dishes should go in the dishwasher. Right. In the grand scheme of life, in the grand scheme of life, this is not that important. Right. (laughs) But it can be because we can work it up to be so. So there's a feng shui thing that says that the counter should be clean. There should not be stuff, no clutter, no appliances and, and stuff, right, laying around. And so I'm really big on not having the small appliances, like the coffee, the toaster, and the we've got an Instapot and all of that. My husband does the majority of the cooking, so I'm going to give him kudos there. He likes to leave the Instapot on the counter. I don't like it on the counter, but he uses it like almost every day. So taking it in and out of the cabinet is one of those things. He's like, well, it's, you know, it's a drag. So I'm like, but feng shui, the counter should be clean. And so let's do that. So he gives in. Then he comes to me a couple of days later after we have it. He says, well, I have a pet peeve. What he says that when you put utensils in the tray in the dishwasher, you should put all the forks in one container, all the one. And and Kathleen's sitting there shaking her head. I am so with your husband right now. (laughs) (laughs) I will defend him to the end. He's like, it's easier to then just pull them out and take them. You have all the forks and then you put them in the drawer. And I was like, and they all go okay. in a certain way. Either the fork is up or it's down. But oh, well, now we're, that's our thing right now. He like for the ebook on how to load the dishwasher. He first. likes to put them up. I like them <laughs> down. And so, and you're shaking here. I bet you do the toilet roll. It has to be. Right. It has to be up so they get clean. Down, there's a chance of not of they're all together. So there's oh my god. Yeah. Now you sound like him. I was so like, now, but now, the problem is when you go to pull them out, you're touching the part that you eat with. So no, no. you can grab them down below. There's a okay, technique. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, I love you. I don't have no I respect about dishwashers. I never knew this. How you all load the dishwasher. Well, I have a question because this is the thing about love, right? Unconditional love. Instead of going to the dishwasher and being triggered if it's up or down or if they're together. And I understand all the logic that was mentioned here. I understand all of it. What if, you know, this is the biggest thing. You are in love or you have a friend that you love or someone that you, and your paths cross, right? And let's say a friend comes to stay with you for those of us that are single, or we've been married, some of us have, or we've had boyfriends and we've run into, right? You run into patterns, like one pattern hits another pattern. Mm -hmm. In that moment, what do you do? So in that moment, when that, your pattern has hit their pattern, is that a moment that you love them and bless them? And appreciate them for being in your life and just go, I'm so grateful this came into my awareness. And each- be honest, Claudette, I don't, but I, I'm at a place where 
I'm like agnostic or neutral about it, right? It just, it just is. That's the, so where I am is that's just the way he does what he does. I could step up, I could elevate and be a better person and do just what you said. So that's a challenge for February. That'll be, my, I, I've got enough challenges for January. So <laughs> I don't well, a challenge. I mean, I'm just saying, what if we did that? What if we did that? What if every time someone ran into a pattern, we just loved them? We just loved them. We brought them into our awareness and blessed them and loved them. And if there's something that's absolutely, you know, we could ask for what we needed that they hadn't done yet. We can always express, oh, would you mind offering me the gift of this? Because remember, I used to have the center of the universe disease. And I would like to hope that I've gotten over it, right? To where, oh, it has to always match up with what I want, right? And everybody kind of has what they want. So how does this blend together in a beautiful harmony, right? Loving whole, yeah, loving holy is the loving unconditional. There's a couple of words that I always like to just give other people opportunities to word it differently because sometimes it's loving unconditionally or creating boundaries can really trigger other people. And it's the same thing, just using different words. So I'm not opposed to any of it. I just want to share like loving holy is about being aware that we are programmed on a regular basis every single minute of every single day. So the programs don't just come from our lineage and our background and our past lives. The programs come from, from environments, come from TV, come from, you know, the media comes from the Hallmark channel, comes from the Disney world, you know, those are all programs. So when we're in a space of loving wholly ourselves and others, it is a space of, being aware that they're just programs and some people are programmed differently than we are. So whether we accept, accept it, or we just, just be like, yeah, whatever, you know, so he loads the dishwasher differently than me. Is that really going to be a deal breaker in my marriage? Probably not. And so like Whitney said, you can make it a deal breaker by focusing on that and becoming irritated and making it a bigger, you know, the spiral of creating it more than what it is. Then everything else about the guy or the partner or the woman or whatever you want to say creates more irritation. And Claudette brought it up earlier. It's like I had guests in my house for almost a month. Like I was literally with someone else nonstop for almost a month that could have created a lot of conflict for me because for four years, I've been solely on my own with no one else in my environment intentionally <laughs> that could have, that could have caused some turmoil. And yet instead when, when I felt like I needed to breathe on my own, I went into a different room and just said, I'm so grateful. I have friends that care enough about me to be here, to help me, to want to support me, to want to get to know where I am, that I can go breathe somewhere else. It does not matter. This is temporary. And I'm so grateful that they're there. So it's really loving holy for who they are and knowing that the programs are, are just that. They're programs that society has created that we have allowed in our lives and being creating boundaries, as a lot of people say, is really about creating space for yourself 
that is honoring what's in alignment with you and honoring what's in alignment with someone else and having deeper dialogue, having deeper conversations without judgment. That's really where I come from. It's like, okay, so this is really starting to irritate me, rub on me. What about this that's irritating me? Is it a program of mine or is it something that I need to address in order to love wholly and know that there's a program here that we could reprogram if we chose? It's just about loving and releasing judgment of. The question that keeps popping into my head is, do you want to be right or do you want to be free? Do you want to be right or do you want to be free? And intimate relationships are going to, oh, what's the right word? Help us grow in the deepest of ways. I feel like when it comes to matters of the heart and the ultimate vulnerability that it really takes to be in relationship with another person and have it be like the relationship that you dream of, it really takes this level of vulnerability. For me, it has always been very challenging to go there in my intimate relationships. It was like I was a little guarded. And I do want to walk back a little bit what I was saying earlier about like you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. I said earlier, I don't know that that's true, but as I'm thinking through this incredible conversation of like how I've shown up in my intimate relationships in the past, very guarded, wounded, afraid, all these things, what the big aha for me just in these last 30 minutes has just been like, had I been more whole in a sense of more healed, more vulnerable, more, what's the right word? Just like in touch with like my boundaries. Self-honoring. Overall, right? Like I wouldn't be have carried that into a relationship. I probably would have picked other mates <laughs> to be very real with you. And I just said the word mates too. I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> I would have picked different people. More than I've like, never heard you say that. I, have ne- I am all of a sudden from Australia. I don't know who this, where this person came from, but here she is. But anyway, so I wanted to walk that back a little bit because the light bulb was just like, you know, I was acting out of my own pain and fears from things from like my childhood, you know, and so carrying that created problems. So I want to walk that back a little bit more about like, you know, like, you know, like love, like, like loving my, had I been a little bit more healed and like a different place. And it does come back to like loving thyself. I would have shown up differently in relationships and probably picked other people. So (laughs) what I hear you saying though, I want to just like maybe honor both of the phrases that you said that what I hear you saying is that, that we love the way that we can love in the moment. And so it's not about not loving other people. If you don't love yourself, you love others in the way you love yourself. Mm. And that is the best that we can do in the moment that we're in, no matter where we are, it's not right or wrong. It's about growth and our journey. Right. Oh yeah. I heard you say. So, yeah. So, 
and you know, we don't need to should all over ourselves, right? And so our soul grows as it grows. It's not too late. It's not too early. And yes, we are in frequency according to how we love ourselves. We will pull people into our life to reflect that. That's why it says, love thy neighbor as yourself. It's just a universal principle, right? But we are where we are. And I think we need to let ourselves off the hook. I think we need to just go a little easier on ourselves. And this is about loving ourselves. Just let yourself off the hook. And it's almost as if we're, we're, you know, children going into that spiritual growth. It's like, you know, at first we might not even have a comprehension of the spiritual realm. We might not even have a comprehension of those things. And as we begin to do what is called awakening, right? It's almost like we're kids going into that. Go easy on yourself. And the most important thing and the highest honor we could do ever is to honor our soul and the souls of others and allow that growth, right? And just point, just point our awareness to it, you know? So if we just point our awareness to love and say, above all, I choose love, right? That covers a lot of mistakes. Like love just kind of covers over all of them and washes over them beautifully. And that goes back to what I opened with. I looked in the mirror and said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And that starts with you. And then you can do that and visualize that for others. Right. And that is a deep prayer that penetrates the soul. Right. And so let's just do that. Let's keep it simple and just step into that. And If we're trying to control everything the way a dishwasher is loaded, I had the experience of, I'm going to say this, and then we can all wrap up. I had the experience of during COVID living with a friend. She loads the dishwasher in a way I've never seen before. Okay. I mean, we're not even going to get into whether the forks are up or down. We're just going to get into are the forks in the container that they're supposed to be. I'm serious. And so, I told her, I said, I can load the dishwasher. Instead of getting upset with her, I just went, I'll do it. I'll do it, right? Because I would open things up and they wouldn't be washed or they'd be turned upside down with a bunch of water in them. And then I'd have to rewash stuff and or it'd only be half loaded and all wonky. And I'm like, we could have like loaded more. And I was just like, you know, that's when I really went into the practice of every time she comes into my awareness, I will love her. That was the choice I made. I was like, I could get frustrated or every time she comes into my awareness and I fell in love with her. Like I was just like every little act I did of turning the container back over and dumping the water and rewashing it, all of it. I was just like, I fell in love with her soul. And I will tell you that changed me, you know? So that's why I say I'm a recovering center of the universe disease person. It's not all about me. And maybe my soul needed that experience to move deeper into love. Maybe that's why she showed up in my life at that time. So instead of pushing away the things that annoy us or whatever, let's go into the state of love and let's become love and be love. 
And love covers all the mistakes. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, we accept something that's that's a deal breaker, but at the same time, we can still love somebody and forgive them and not criticize them. So we're going to wrap this up. If everybody has a closing comment, (laughs) I do have a closing comment. You know, I just, as again, I'm going to come back to, as we come up upon Valentine's day that the, you know, the world is celebrating it's, I might encourage you no matter how many relationships you've had, no matter how many romantic or platonic relationships that have gone bad. And I've got that in quotes. I might invite you to embrace all those experiences in a way that really feeds our soul for opportunities to grow, to learn from, to teach us how to love ourselves, how to love others. Everything's an opportunity. It's not about beating yourself up. So as you move forward into the coming weeks, the coming months, I invite you to nourish your body, empower yourself with the words, with the food, with the actions that you have, and plan something that feeds your soul. It could be a hike during moonlight. It could be spending the time with a group of people. It doesn't have to be with one person. The importance is, is to spend the time loving yourself and and rejecting the words of criticism of self and of others. Gorgeous, Kathleen. Beautiful. I'm going to channel my inner Oprah. I see you. I hear you. And what you say matters. It's what we all want. We all want the people in our world to see us, to hear us, and to feel like what we say matters. We do that for ourselves and we do that for the people around us, whether we know them or not. And it is a true sign of love from the heart. I see you, I hear you, and what you say matters. You can want what you want, desire, want what you desire, desire what you desire, not negating that at all. But expectations, I think, based on someone else's, some external, some commerce-driven, money-focused impressions of what love is supposed to be needs to be rethought. And I'm just going to challenge you to, or invite you to rethink that and then reframe it in a way that my sisters have outlined for you. So that's my final word. Oh, thank you. I just, I I just want to say, I love you all. And we love everyone that is listening. And so I guess we would say love first, right? In all of our decisions, how do we make those decisions through the eyes of love? Even if we're saying, yeah, this is a deal breaker, but I love you, right? However that needs to be. So I hope you have a beautiful week and love yourself and others. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. 
listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.